Welcome to One More Why, the podcast that empowers hearts and ignites purpose. I'm your host, Susie. In today's episode, we're going to explore my journey of self-discovery and personal growth and how I became a crisis counselor and how I started this podcast. So let's begin. I understand that opening up about mental health can be incredibly difficult and scary, especially when it involves topics like depression, anxiety, PTSD, and suicidal thoughts. It takes a lot of courage to share your raw stories and experiences, and I want you to know that I'm here to listen and to support. So I thought, why not share some of my personal journeys so that way you can see how I got to where I am today. Growing up, I knew that there was something different about me. At a young age, I found myself acutely aware of other people's emotions, like I had a very deep understanding of their struggles. I witnessed the varying struggles that a lot of my loved ones faced with their mental health, their addictions, and for some of them, even suicidal thoughts. Yet, no one was openly discussing what was happening. A lot of people kept their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts pretty tight to the chest. And social media was a new thing for my generation. So we didn't really have access to a lot of the knowledge like we do now. A little backstory into my childhood. I was primarily raised by a single mom who was literally doing everything she could to provide the best opportunities for my sister and me. I was the oldest daughter, but I have five other siblings total. My mom raised my sister and me, and my dad raised my four brothers who have different mom. Early in my childhood, I witnessed my dad struggling with alcoholism. While he didn't want to admit that he had a problem, I started recognizing that he was just not doing things right. And I knew that like I didn't enjoy being there because of it. I can recall several times when he just was too intoxicated to know whether or not my sister and I were even there. And to be honest, I had much better things to do with my weekends than to spend it in a place where I wasn't wanted. So a lot of the times I would call my mom and have her come get us. And eventually when that didn't work anymore, I started to call the police. Yeah, you heard me right. I would call the police on my dad so that I could go home to my mom because I did not want to be there. He would drive around with us while he was intoxicated. We would go into places like a grocery store and he would embarrass us with his behavior. And it was my job as the big sister to keep my siblings safe. And if that meant I needed to call the cops on my dad to get my sister and me out of there, okay, I'm guilty. After a while, I started begging my mom to find a way to make it so we didn't have to go there anymore. I started keeping this diary of all these events that would happen while we were at his house. And I was later able to provide that to our lawyer to show to the judge to explain why I didn't want to be there anymore. And at 12, I was finally told that I could decide if I wanted to go to his house during our allocated time. And I made the decision that I wanted to distance myself from him. And so I pretty much 
stopped having anything to do with him altogether because his addictions continuously proved that they meant more to him than I did. So flash forward several years later and I'm about to finish high school. I'm trying to figure out what my passion and my purpose is and I initially thought that I wanted to become a teacher, that it was going to be the right path for me. My mom was a cosmetologist. My grandma was a cosmetologist. But I had an aunt who was a teacher. And I saw there was a rare opportunity in the education department to help kids who were struggling with their own demons. After I turned 12 and throughout my high school journey, I watched so many kids get bullied. School friends were committing suicide. I had family members struggling with addictions, mental health battles, and they really didn't feel like they had anyone to turn to. I knew that I wanted to be a person for other kids to be able to have a safe place to turn to for help. Society often emphasized the importance of higher education and securing a stable career. So I graduated high school half of a year early, got accepted to Eureka College, and attempted to become a teacher. While I was going on that journey, I realized that teaching just wasn't where my heart really was, but my heart was in helping people in general. So I went back to my roots and I realized that I wanted to follow in my mom and my grandma's footsteps. So I decided to become a third generation cosmetologist like my mom and my grandma. But I, I really wanted that true college experience. So I left my sheltered comfort town and I ventured to a cosmetology school that was in a nearby city. It was a wild time for me. I partied. I had experiences that I never had while I was in high school. Cosmetology school was definitely a thrilling experience. I embraced my newfound freedom. I indulged in a carefree lifestyle. The truth is, throughout that experience, I went through some pretty messed up shit. People that I knew were sexually assaulted. Alcohol poisoning was happening often. Drugs were everywhere. And I found myself facing different people with different personalities that I was never taught how to navigate, which would often result in fights. I didn't know how to budget my money. I didn't know how to manage a schedule. I didn't know how to pay my bills on time. I barely knew how to cook. It was safe to say I didn't even know how to adult. I knew that this was not the life that I wanted for myself in that town. And so I decided to return home for stability and to figure out what my purpose was going to be. But life had other plans for me. And at 19 years old, I found myself pregnant. My son's biological father was not what society would deem as the ideal partner, i.e. no job, no education, still living with his parents. He also was on parole. My family was shocked. I was shocked. I was really following in my mom's footsteps and... I'm sure I was a negative topic of discussion at multiple family events. I never really planned on having children, but 
the world thought I should be. So here I am, 19, and having a baby boy. I was so upset over the fact that I was having a boy, I couldn't even come up with a name that I liked for him. The only name that I liked was vetoed by his sperm donor. Now, before y'all come at me with the, he's not a sperm donor, he's your son's father. Awesome. When you find him, if you could let him know that he missed the deadline to sign the birth certificate, show up for court for parental rights, and the court date for the name change, that would be great. Because for 16 years now, I've been the only parent, so he is my sperm donor. Okay, so I'm glad we got that cleared up. After my son was about three months old, I really never saw his biological father ever again, besides randomly on Facebook. Having my son was a blessing, but it definitely came with its own set of challenges. Like many moms, I suffered from postpartum depression, which went undiagnosed and untreated. I was juggling multiple jobs and trying to escape reality by drinking. I kept my emotions hidden from the world. I felt very undeserving of support and believed I was solely responsible for what I was struggling through. I truthfully believed no one would understand or care. So I continued building my career in the hair industry. I found comfort in connecting with my clients and listening to their struggles. They often would say things like, you would make such a great counselor. That coming to see me was their therapy. I began to realize that my own journey and my experiences could be channeled into helping others with their battles, with their mental health. And it was through these kinds of conversations and the bonds that I was building with my clients that I began to realize the power of empathy and understanding. And I recognized the importance of talking about our struggles. No matter how daunting they may seem, everyone deserves to have their voice heard and their pain acknowledged. I firmly believe in the power of a kind and empathetic ear. And when I was a kid growing up, I didn't realize that I was such an empathetic person. But now knowing what I know now, I realize that was the case. After almost 15 years in the hair industry, the world shut down and COVID hit. I was struggling with having to end my dreams of owning my own business, but also if I would even ever be able to do hair again. I was suffering with varying degrees of pain in my right arm that would require one surgery that eventually turned into several surgeries. And after talking to so many of my clients over the years, watching people that I cared about go through mental battles and just having this passion for helping people, I decided to go back to school to become a counselor. I wanted to provide a safe space for people to be able to share their story, to feel heard, and to find comfort in knowing that they're not alone in their battles with their mental health. Opening up about mental health, depression, anxiety, PTSD, suicidal thoughts, it can be extremely challenging. It requires vulnerability, trust, and it's often met with a stigma or indifference. But every story shared, every struggle acknowledged brings us one step closer to understanding and healing. And it's my hope that through my own journey, I can offer kindness 
empathy, support to anyone who may be fighting their own battles in silence. And while there are so many more stories, battles, and challenges that I have faced over the 36 years, these are a few of the specific ones that shaped my desire to become a counselor. And there's some that I can't share out of just concern for other people involved. After spending a year now working as a crisis counselor, specifically trained in helping people struggling with suicidal thoughts, I knew that I wanted to take that passion for helping people. And now my knowledge of suicidal ideation, self-harm, and suicide in general, and share it in a more direct way, which is why I started One More Why. So I want to end today's conversation by saying that you are not alone and your feelings are valid. No matter what you are going through, there is always an opportunity to grow through it. Your journey is yours to take, but I hope that you see that through each obstacle, you think is bringing you down is one more chance for change and opportunity. Take care, my lovelies, and know that support is out there for you if you need it. Until next time. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or self-harm, please reach out to the 988 Suicide Crisis Lifeline by calling, texting, or chatting to 988.